0: This is the Activate Podcast with Pastor Christian Newsom. In this week's podcast...
1: You can test trust because the, the swab of your soul will come back with peace if you really trust. Um, you can you can test hope if the swab of your soul comes back with rest. Right? So I'm, I'm saying some things that I believe in my head, but I'm swabbing my soul and saying, do I believe them in my soul yet? I know what I know. Do I believe what I know?
0: Welcome to the Activate podcast with Pastor Christian Newsome, a ministry resource of Journey Church International. My name is Brandon and I'm so grateful to be hosting a conversation today with Pastor Christian. And for the past couple of weeks, we've, we've paused our, our current series called Four Cups to address the coronavirus pandemic. You know, Pastor Christian, as we record this podcast, the world looks like a very different place than it did two weeks ago. Um, a pandemic virus is spreading. Everyone is taking preventive measures to, to prevent the spread of this, this sickness. It, it doesn't look like it's going to go away for, uh, for an extended period of time. So even as I say these words and, and they come out of my mouth, it actually is pretty surreal. It doesn't. F- it doesn 't seem real, would you mind sharing with our podcast listeners this uh today what what your heart is feeling in uh, during these troubled times
1: yes yeah, so i 'm going i 'm going to just speak as an individual first, right? I know there are some things as a church that we have addressed, including this weekend 's message whereas as Christians, we need to not only have hope we need to be carriers of hope, and as Christians, we need to not just have peace we need to be carriers. Mm-hmm. Of peace, and we, we are organizing to gather small so that we might gather impactfully. So, mm-hmm. so as, I mean, as a, as a Christian leader, um, boy, we, we are, tr- we are trying to shine the light of Jesus and just remind people of the hope and the peace of Jesus. So there, I mean, so there's, there's that side of, of life of, of things I know, things I feel, um, things I'm leading towards and leading through. Just as an like as an individual citizen of a larger community, I'm really burdened. Sure uh, my um, my heart is really burdened uh, for for the medical community um, who I mean are, are just uh, Brandon. I've been talking to our our doctors and our nurses mm-hmm. and our, you know people who who work as administrators in hospitals. We uh, we have people who have set up locker rooms in their garage hmm. because one they're, I mean, they're working like 20, 24 hour shifts. They just, they hardly ever come home. And two, they know when they come home, they can't carry anything in home. So literally they've, I mean, they've moved their closets into their garage. Wow. And there is a, you know, they're like, there's a fear of even bringing life inside. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'm i I'm a huge sports fan. Uh, as you know, I, you know, I lit as the podcast was re- starting you know i saw your your wyoming um zip up that you're wearing and i almost a- i would have asked you if we had we not started the podcast yet i would have asked you can you imagine if this was your senior year in college yeah right? i mean like we we went through that as as athletes can you mm-hmm. can you imagine being mm-hmm. told um you're done you know when you know you're not good enough to play after college to mm-hmm. to think you're you're done uh, you know we were we were with some of our high school seniors today uh, doing some recording stuff and to look at these kids who who are probably not going to go to their senior prom who knows if they're if they're going to have a graduation i mean their world has been turned upside down um you know in the in the room today you know we we have some members of our production team um who whose families um have lost jobs uh, already uh, whose grandparents uh, they're trying to figure out do we leave them in the nursing home um and and not see them and pray that they just don't die of loneliness. Do we pull them out to live with us, um, even though we know we can't take care of them? I mean, the the like these are the discussions that I am I've been engaged with sure. every day, all day since Wednesday of last week when 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 the national the the basketball national tournament when March Madness said we're going to play without fans. I immediately knew the Big Twelve tournament would be next, mm-hmm. and we have people who make a living working part time at events in Kansas City. Mm -hmm. And I immediately began to hear from people, hey, the $2,000 I thought I was going to make in the next three weeks, is gone. it's gone. Mm -hmm. It's gone. Um, I'm burdened. Uh, I I have hope in Jesus. I need to be a carrier of hope because I'm a follower of Jesus. And I believe we're going to make it through this. But, Brandon, it's going to be really hard on a lot of people. Um, I'm really burdened. I've been spending a lot of prayer. And, and the church, the church and, ch- and church people, church family, small groups, extended family. Uh, I mean, it's, it's gonna, it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a time to be able to, to kind of spread your arms and, and show your love, uh, to, to people. So, you know, hope, peace, all those spiritual things internally, but, a, but a heavy heart. Yeah. I mean, if I, if I could j- just speak real honestly, just a, yeah. just a real heavy heart. Um, and, and I didn't even talk about people who, are sick, right? Uh, people who you know who are in the hospitals. Um, I don't know any of those personally yet. I'm just sharing personal experience. Mm-hmm. This just made my 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 heart heavy. Mm.
0: Well, I for one, and I think I'd speak for the rest of us in this room. I, I've just greatly appreciated how you have responded as the leader of Journey and and have guided Journey through these uncharted waters. I mean these are these are times we have never seen before. And your messages the past two weeks have been so, so appropriate. So two weeks ago, you made a statement that I immediately put down in my journal, and it was simply this, believing we have control over anything is an absolute illusion. And I thought this, although we don't have control of this, ultimately, we do have a responsibility. Can you talk for a moment about our responsibility as Christians in times like these and how that has played A role in a decision, in the decision making process as the leader of journey. Well, yeah,
1: this, this is a prove it time. Right. Right. Like either, either our faith is real or it's not. Either our faith is based in Jesus or it's based on the here and now. Either we live for eternity or we don't. Either we consider ourselves citizens of heaven or citizens of Mm. Kansas city in America. I mean, that like this, this is a time, um, that like this is putting weight on the bar. Right. And lifting it off the exactly. rack and saying, all right, do you, how, how strong are you mm. spiritually? So this, this is a time of testing. For us, I think this, this is not just a time, so it's a time of testing, but it's a time of testimony. The church gets to show who we are in this. You know, we, we had a meeting yesterday. I was on a conference call with 40 pastors from around the country, uh, with Brian Beloy and our engaged churches network, just trying to figure out how everyone, Is responding to everything. And then, then out of a a meeting with like eight or so of our directors after that. And I I had a chance, you know, kind of at the end of that, at the end of that meeting, um, to say, guys, one of the, one of the greatest things we get to do in this situation is we get to model Christianity. And part of modeling Christianity is respecting, is trusting, is praying for those in authority. Um, Christians are a people who believe in authority. Yes. And they and they believe civil government um, has been has been set in place by God to take care of their people. So one one part of our testimony gets to be to our community leaders: uh, Hey, we trust you, and we live under you. We we can as a church expect to have spiritual authority in the lives of our people. If as a church we will not allow the community to have spiritual authority over us, so if the if the governor says, don't gather in groups larger than 10. We're not going to be able to gra- gather in groups larger than 10. And if the governor says, don't gather in groups larger than 50, we're, we're going to have to not gather in groups larger than 50. And I had someone say, well, what, like, do you think this is an overreaction? Do you, um, you know, do you, do you think this is just scare tactics? And my answer has been, I, I'm i not, so I'm not paid to think Um, I'm paid to follow. I don't, they know things I don't know. And I, and Christians don't have to know all the answers in order to follow authority. Um, following authority is not agreement with authority. Hmm. It's following authority. And there are too many Christians who not only do they not want to follow the authority of our governor and our mayor, they don't want to follow the authority of God. Right. An authority that you agree with is not authority. Okay, you're the authority when you mm-hmm. agree with authority. So we get, a, we get a great opportunity to show to our government, um, hey, we're going we're gonna to trust you. You're in place. Regardless of whether or not I voted for you, we believe, according to scripture, God sets governments in place for the good of his people if they're not oppressive, um, regimes. So we're gonna, we're gonna follow, um, and we're, and we're gonna hope for the best. So I, I think being able to show our testimony, um, at the, at the same time, um, you know, what, what is our, what, what has guided our decisions? Um, you know, we, we know we need to equip our people with truth. Yes. So they can talk to their friends, which is why we've talked about peace and hope. Uh, I said it a lot in my message this week. If if man, if Christians don't have hope, nobody does. Mm-hmm. But if Christians do, others can. If Christians don't have peace, nobody does. But if Christians do, others can. So I want to I want to equip our people with what they are supposed to feel in the supernatural, so they can share that and spread that. And then obviously we I mean we we are equipping our church right now. Uh, even yesterday, our uh, our serve teams were making deliveries. Um, to first responders we reached out to schools and schools said hey we'll take care of feeding our kids um, we reached out to hospitals and they said yeah we we uh, our nurses can't run across the street to Panera mm-hmm. to grab something to eat um, anymore so any food you can bring in to help us uh, would would be great because we're working around the clock so we're I mean we're engaging on lots of different levels I I think you know if you were to say what are, what are your responsibilities one we need to practice what we believe about Jesus who he is what he offers um two we need to love each other well mm-hmm. uh we need to lean into our spiritual community and three we need to figure out what are the needs of our community how can we meet them and if we can uh, j- jump into jump into doing that uh but this is certainly a time of testing the depth of our faith the richness of our faith it'll be a time of growing the richest richness mm-hmm. of our faith as well but it's it's a time of testimony it's a time for us to stand up and say here's how I act because I'm a follower of Jesus um here's here's how we, here's how we do things Here, here's how we believe here's how we trust here's how we think god has ordered our world
0: hmm. well pastor christian our our podcast is called activate and i think it's very intentional because our desire is to challenge people to activate their faith in every area of their life and as i reflect upon the past couple of weeks i love what you just said i love that we're actually putting weight on the bar yeah, and yeah. and really Really testing out how much faith we do have. So let me ask you this, Pastor Christian, what has changed in your personal faith practices in the past few weeks that has intensified your activation of your faith in greater ways?
1: Well, one, I, my, my prayer life, um, my, my prayer life emotionally has, has become, has become real to me because the way you gauge trust, Right. Like, I'm not sure how you gauge if you have the coronavirus yet. Um, there are just not enough ways for people to get tested. You can test trust because the the swab of your soul will come back with peace. If you really trust, Um you can you can test hope if the swab of your soul comes back with rest. Right. So I'm I'm saying some things that I believe in my head, but I'm swabbing my soul and saying, do I believe them in my soul yet? I know what I know. Do I believe what I know? Right. So that's, that's becoming very real to me. Um, if I have peace, if I have trust, I'll have peace. Um, if I have hope, I'll, I'll have rest. Right. And I'll be able to put a smile on my face and encourage others. And I, and I think for me as a peace carrier, um, for me, I've just had to be more intentional about uh, realizing how important it is. To give away the fruit of the spirit, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self control. But for me, I like, I've had to load up on those things. I don't normally, before I leave the house, you know, I I look for my key card. I look for my cell phone. Sometimes I'll look for my AirPods. Uh, You know, there's like, there's things I'm checking. Do I have these? I'm having to check before I leave the house. Do I have my peace? Do I have my joy? Do I have my, you know, love? Do I have my patience? Do I have my gentleness? Um, I need to carry these today because I got to give them away Mm. and I can't give away what I, what I don't carry. Even on our, in our prayer time with Tara, which we recorded earlier today. Um, I had to, I had to just reset some things in my soul. Because Tara asked us to pray that we would give away hope. And I just, I had a, I just have a, I had a brief interaction that stole my hope for a minute. And I thought, wait a minute. If I don't have it, I can't give it. So reset. So I think for, for me, making sure that I'm carrying what I want to give and I know I want to give hope and peace because I know our world needs it and swabbing my soul and not, and not my mind. Um, right. My mind trusts God, does my soul the swab will tell me is do, do I, do I turn positive for trust? Um, you know, my mind, um, my mind has hope. I believe, I believe God's going to use all this, but does my soul have rest? Those, those things for me, um, have, have been good soul checkups to make sure my head and my heart, um, are matching. Cause if my heart doesn't feel it, my head doesn't really believe it, knows it, but it doesn't believe it.
0: That's powerful imagery, swabbing the soul. That's that's really good imagery. Well, Pastor Christian, the CDC recommended just this week that people should not gather in groups greater than 10. They've asked us that we maintain good social distancing in order to help prevent the spread of this sickness. and And for the church and for humanity, community is so, so important. We were created by God to live in community. But sadly, uh, many of our small groups here at Journey, some of our discipleship groups, have had to pause for a season until this pandemic is under control. What should community look like the more we have been encouraged, perhaps even forced, to isolate ourselves? So I've been able to deconstruct community a
1: little bit the last two weeks. I've learned some things about community that I did not know, but that I practiced and that I felt. Here's, here's what I mean by that. The first Sunday that we recorded Online Church— uh, the governor, the, the gathering requirements at the time were no more than 250 people. Mm-hmm. So we invited all of our staff and their families, our elders and their families, our finance team and their families, and then our small group coaches, basically the, the group of close to a hundred that leads 1500 people, uh, in our church. We, we just, we just wanted to, we just wanted them to be in the room with us. Uh, we, we wanted to feel their presence. We wanted them to feel ours. However, we practice social distancing. Um, as a congregation that day and Brandon, it did not, it did not, it did not feel like spiritual community, Mm -hmm. which has made me realize spiritual community is not being, is not just being in the same room together. Um, not being able to hug people, not being able to shake hands. If you read through the gospels, how many times Jesus touched people, um, this, this thought of just not being able to, um, to tangibly love people up close, Uh, it's, it's just been hard. So there's, there's some things about community. Like I didn't even realize that a lot of life is given to me on Sundays through handshakes and hugs and shoulder taps. Um, and just uh, other people, um, making physical contact with me in a way that says you're important. You care about me. Um, I care about you. I want to transfer some life to you. I want, I want some of your life to be transferred to me. So even even that has has been new. Uh, I didn't realize how much I missed that. But church, without being able to, to just give life and receive life from people physically, is is really really weird. Um, I think we also take for granted how often organized activities allow us to connect with one another, and we have to be super super intentional in this time of life about reaching out. Uh, so you know, I I put together a I don't know a list of. You know, just, just people that I, I, I am primarily r- responsible to be the, like the spiritual leader in their life. All of our staff, all of our elders, all of our finance team members, the men in my, you know, in my men's group that I meet with, you know, the people in my church that, you know, cut my hair and, mm-hmm. um, you know, that buy my insurance around, like just, just people that I have like very personal relationships with. Um, hardly any of them over the last two weeks, um, have reached out to me in any way right we're all just scrambling and we normally bump into each other at church so we don't have to we we have connected long enough in organized gatherings that we know if we don't see each other for a week or two we'll reach out but sunday's always coming so we don't have to so i just made a real intentional effort It took three or four hours um and just personally kind of reached out to all those people um that like i like i am their primary source of kind of spiritual leadership um, and tried to try to reach out to them. I haven't finished my list yet, but you know, I just asked, how are you doing? How's the family? Is there anything that I can do? And almost all of them, as a matter of fact, I don't know that any of them responded fine. I think almost all of them responded in kind. Here's our situation. Is there anything that you need? Um, but, but I don't think we are naturally bent on intentionally checking in with one another Because there's so much social interaction that we think we're going to see someone at a basketball game. We think we're going to run into them at the grocery store. We, we know we'll see them at the next tournament that our kids are in. We know we're going to see them at church. We know we're going to see them at vacation Bible school, that if we are not intentional in this season, we're going to go 10, 12 weeks without seeing each other. Um, and, and there are going to be some people who feel alone because not very many people will reach out to 12 friends when they need help and say, I I need help, uh, The same person who would respond to 12 people who say, can I help you with a need? Won't reach out to any of those 12 people with, without being asked. So I just think it's got to be really, really important in this season to be intentional in your relationships because I think we take for granted way too much social interactions that are provided for us. And we don't, we just don't, we don't think of it people till we see them because we think, oh, I'll see them. And when I see them, I'll think about them and make sure they're okay. We're going to have to do better. Uh, we're, we're gonna have to. We're gonna have to do better uh, for people who, you know, depend on us for spiritual support, for soul food. Just, of just reaching out from from time to time and trying to provide that. That's
0: good. Well, perhaps you're listening right now, and as you heard Pastor Christian answer that last question, maybe somebody came to your mind, and maybe in your spirit you said, "Hmm, maybe I should, maybe I should connect with them. Maybe I should call them. Maybe I should text them." Can I challenge you right now? Pause this podcast right now and do it. That wasn't, um, that, that was the Holy Spirit speaking to your heart. So be intentional. Be intentional. Reach out to them right now and uh, connect with us in just a minute. So, and I would Pat- say this too, Brandon, yeah, before you go on ahead. to the next yeah. question,
1: somebody's listening to this podcast thinking, wait a minute, you're you're my pastor. I didn't get a text from you. Um, obviously in a church our size, my my role is to make sure that everyone's cared for. So one of the things we are doing as March turns to April is we are dividing our entire active, what we would call our, our active attenders, um, anyone that we know has been here since August one of last year that we can track, uh, and we can track people when their kids check in, we can track people when their students check in, we can track people who have been to marriage retreats, we can track people who give, we can track people who've made a pledge, um, we can track people who go to small groups, we can track people to serve. I mean, so we, you know, we don't have tracking devices on people, but we have a large net to say these people have been to journey at least one time since august we're dividing up that list of thousands of names and making sure all of our staff and some of our small group coaches some of our small group leaders in the next two weeks personally reach out to anyone who calls journey home and just make sure they're okay and 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 we're going to see if they need anything you know i know there's no one listening to the podcast who would You know, expect a single person to personally pastor two two or three thousand people. But you do know, as the spiritual leader of the church, it's my job to make sure anyone who's part of our church has a lifeline thrown out to them. And we're going to ask people, hey, so if you've been a hidden attender of journey, I mean, you've been coming for six months, but you're not in a small group. You don't have kids. You don't serve. You've never checked in. You've never even filled out a connection card. We don't know your name. You've never given. There's no way for us to know you've ever been here. And you want care, raise your hand. Yeah. Let us know. Yeah. We, yeah, we got, we got more room. Um, we got more room in our boat, but we need to, we, we need to know you'd like to be in it, um, so that we can care for you well. So hopefully we'll do that really well as, uh, as, as we move forward.
0: Yeah. Well, last question for today, Pastor Christian, in your most recent message from Sunday, you, you talked about hope as the COVID-19 illness continues to spread throughout the world. We have to be very careful of a greater sickness. It is the sickness of hopelessness. I found that hopelessness can be extremely contagious. And you said this, living without hope is a spiritual disease. As Christians, as you reiterated over and over again in your message, we must offer hope to the hopeless. What creative things can we do as Christians to offer hope for others in these uncertain times?
1: Yeah, just so we're, so we're not guilty of plagiarism, right? So I... Um, I didn't come up or invent the idea that living without hope is a spiritual disease. I stole that from Solomon, who God gifted with, you know, an incredible amount of wisdom, who in Proverbs 13, 12 said, Hope deferred makes the heart sick. When, when hope is too far out on the horizon to be had, it make, it makes your heart sick. You, you literally have a spiritual disease. So we know hopelessness comes from that. Um, as you think about what can we do to offer hope to others in, in certain times, one, believe it there are too many christians right now brandon who don't who don't have hope because they don't they don't believe that god is going to use this in incredible ways they they just don't see how things in their life could occur over the next 90 days or six months that are going to allow them to be more of who jesus created them to be than they were before i'm not gonna i'm not saying everything's going to go great but i'm saying god's going to use this in incredible ways That, that we won't know for a really, really long time. And first, you have to believe that. 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 Secondly, you got to speak that. Um, you know, we, we had a, maybe a dozen, um, people in our, in our service today, um, that we pre-recorded for our Sunday morning ministry. Uh, and I can't tell you how many, I and mean, then like there are staff members, right? Who believe it, who told me, I need, I needed that. I needed to, I needed to be reminded that there's hope. I needed to be reminded that there's hope. So we got to speak it. If Christians don't have hope, nobody will, but if Christians do, others can. I mean, that like that's the the thing that's just been rolling around in my head from Romans 15:13. If Christians don't have hope, no one will, but if Christians do, others can because hope overflows. So I so one we got to have it, we got to believe it. Um two, we got we got to speak it and then we got to repeat it over and over and over and over and over again um i wrote i wish i had my prayer journal here so i could figure out exactly how i recorded it but Mm -hmm. in you know in my monday morning prayer journal this week you know kind of the spiritual steps you need to take um you know i I talked about trusting i talked about resting i talked about you know leading Mm -hmm. and loving and then i just and then i put literally put in my prayer journal repeat Mm -hmm. trust rest lead love repeat trust rest lead love um repeat so we we need to wake up with a heart that says I'm going to hope. And I and then and then I'm going to help others hope. And when I'm done with that I'm going to repeat it. Just every day. I'm going to I'm going to wake up and hope. I'm going to help others have hope. And then I'm going to, and then I'm going to repeat that. Reading those psalms that yes. we gave, man, were incredible. The psalms that our staff came back with. Um I paused after I sent that out just to read them all. And I, like, I was so, my heart was so encouraged Mm -hmm. by the time I got done. Those refrigerator verses, um, those mirror verses, those cup holder verses uh, in your car. Man, those, like, those are huge things that remind you, oh, I feel hopeless. Hang on. I have, I have hope. I have, if I have Jesus, I have hope. If I have Jesus, I have hope. If I have Jesus, I have hope. Play that, record it and repeat it. You'll forget it often. With every new news alert, you'll have a reason for hopelessness. With every connection to Jesus, you'll have a reason for hope. Mm. So hope, give hope, repeat. Hope, give hope, repeat. I would say until this is over, but after this is over, it's probably still going to be needed for the next thing. Hope, give hope, repeat.
0: Well, Pastor Christian, these are difficult times, but Christians more than anyone should be prepared and ready for, for these times. And, and I believe it will be our dependency on God and on each other that will help us navigate through these times. And I'm grateful for your leadership, Pastor Christian. And we want to thank you for listening to the podcast as well. We pray that this has helped you in some way. If we can support you in any way, please don't hesitate to reach out to us by sending an email to activate at takethejourney.cc. Again, that's activate at takethejourney.cc. And we'll help you in any way we can, or at least point you in the right direction. We look forward to catching you next time on the Activate podcast, where we challenge you to build a faith that is active. Thank you for listening to Activate with Pastor Christian Newsom, a podcast of
1: Journey Church International. If you are ever in the Kansas City area, we would love for you to join us for one of our Sunday worship experiences. You can find out more information about JCI on our website at takethejourney.cc. If you have enjoyed this podcast, please show your support by subscribing, rating, and reviewing on iTunes or Google Play. We would love for you to help us get the word out about this resource. Don't forget to share this episode with all your friends on social media. Thanks again for listening, and we will catch you next time on the Activate Podcast.